It's very clear our love is here to stay. And welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, swearing. I, of course, am Nick Cameron, joined by my good friend, the man who drinks a lager drink. He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a cider drink. He drinks a song. He sings the songs that remind him of the good times. He sings the songs that remind him of the better times. My good friend, Keefe Chumbawamba. How are we doing today, buddy? I'm in a singing mood. So you guys just got treated to uh, a little Our Love is Here to Stay. My pants got tight. I appreciate that. I'm sure. So, uh, singing in the rain, right? No idea. No, I, so. I do not know. No, 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 no. That song is ruined for uh, romantic moments. Thank you to Alexander Delarge. Uh, anywho, we, before we go Amtrak completely already, thank you for joining us. This is, of course, Glacier Musical Podcast. You are here for the meat of the day, Exodus Volume 4. Impact is imminent, and it's hard to find that on YouTube when you keep searching it for Collision. If you are here to begin with, thank you very much. If it's your day one, you are amazing and you made a right choice and you have joined the people that have been joining us weekly after weekly where we talk about uh, a deep dive into an era of a band's career, typically a long era. And here's how it goes. We greet, we beer check, we vinyl check, we news of the day, talk about our shirts because we're metal nerds, and then dig into the meat of the day. My personal meat today was a slow cooked in butter and olive oil steak that I defrosted four minutes before it went into the pan. How'd that come out? Spectacular. A little overcooked, but it was buttery. It was a little spicy. Used some Aldi steak seasoning. Just Aldi brand steak seasoning is amazing stuff if you can get it. And it costs a buck and a dime. You're going to make some delicious steaks for a buck and a dime. Uh, Today, I am kicking it Centennial IPA because we've been doing this for over 100. No shit. That's right. I'm going to pour this into the Glacially Musical Pint Glass. We did find that these can go through the dishwasher. Uh, And and keep the decal on is what you're saying. Yes. I would not recommend it. That is a finger fudge pour down the middle. Good one. And oh yeah, that is. I mean, look at look at that head. This pour is eighty five percent head. What but, is what is your beer though? Uh, Centennial. Oh, I'm sorry, you said Centennial, but I was like, who's the brand? Founders Brewing oh, Founders. Centennial okay. IPA featuring Centennial hops, which are delicious. This is, is important. A, this is important. Yes. It is a seven percent ABV extra IPA in my mind. What you got for us? Pop it. Pop it like it's topped. I don't know. I am drinking a beer I have never had before. Another Deftones beer from Belching Beaver, but one I have never had. And one I believe, unlike the last one that I did not enjoy, if you recall, I think I'm going to enjoy this Deftones Digital Bath Hazy IPA. I don't love all the hazies, but this will be a lot better than the Milk Stout that does not agree with me. You know what's worse than Milk Stout? No. The one thing? Chocolate milk stout. I've had a couple of those that weren't bad. You know what's worse than that? Peanut butter chocolate stout. I love peanut. Oh, well, it doesn't uh, TJ's make? Oh, no, Belching Beaver makes one. That's right. Ha ha. But they sell it at TJ's. Let's do the pop and see what happens. I get the and then it stops. It just doesn't pick it up. Oh, well. 
Finger fudge pour, let's go. Rapid fire, son. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. It's like Wheel of Fortune. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers up and cheers up. Oh, that's pretty good. This I'm can, glad to hear that. This can is fucking beautiful, by the way. So you got the Belching Beaver. Deftones font for the single of Digital Bath. And if you look real careful, it's kind of green. Uh, I'm sure there's a weed theme here because of Deftones. There's baby white pony logos all over the can. This is a keeper. All these cans are gorgeous. I've kept all of them. Um, I'm curious. Does anybody, when they listen or watch this, because we have now officially hit ha the happy hour of podcasting. Is anybody else cracking one open? Let us know. Hit a comment. Hit me on Twitter at N-I-K underscore N-O underscore C. Let me Word. know. Let Keefy know. Let everyone know. All right. I'm going to vinyl check now. You do it, buddy. Uh, I'm going to drop a deuce this week. <laughs> deuce, deuce. Silly motherfucker pulled out a deuce, deuce. Little did he know, George Thorogood. Yo. Uh, this is uh, got Gear Jammer, I Drink Alone, and other songs that aren't those. Oh, I Drink Alone is one of his top whatever oh, songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got this for eight bucks at the Antique Mall. George Good and the Destroyers, Maverick, Spectacular. I mean, look at how clean that is. Did you already clean it or you bought it that way? Uh, I believe that this particular gentleman does clean them, but I also have, I didn't give it a full clean. I gave it a half wet clean where mm -hmm. I don't fill up the, the, the washer all the way. I just wet the, the brushes and because I cannot resist, I cannot stop. I will not stop. Oh, Keefe's making faces. It's going to, it's going to change. It's going to change. Obituary. Oh, okay. Got the oh. new record, Dying of Everything, which... I was about to die of embarrassment for Nick if he pulled out another Chili Peppers record. Give me time. Uh, and uh, Dying of Everything is precisely how I feel right now. I am getting older. I am 47, if you didn't know. Uh, I am like three years away from I'm 50, like Molly Shannon. When she did that, she was like 22, so... But the uh, cool thing about this record is on brand with oh, the obituary boys, it's Safety Orange. You know, it's, uh, it's this is their brand new record. It just came out last month. It is my first official record of 2023. They're coming to town. They're playing at Red Flag with Immolation, Incantation, and Ingrown. We discussed it last week. Try not, uh, to, try not to cover your mouth with the vinyl when you're talking. Can't help it. <laughs> A little bit. Try to help it. I will try, but I can't. I will definitely be at the show. What do you got for us, Keefe? Obituary, by the way, and I mean this in the kindest possible way, but Obituary is definitely the Duck Dynasty of Floridian death metal. But they do have, like, very... Uh, if you listen to the Department of Metal Antiquities this week, where we did an obituary record, they do discuss some left-wing ideals, like the the environment, Jerry they Springer. Are, they are very not conservative and they um, again like all the original death metal bands they really were not floridians they really were from upstate new york and kentucky well, and and florida death metal is apolitical it's just we're all gonna die let's sing about it 
Mostly. I choose. I choose to believe that I because I listen. I don't because think... I listen to Deicide, and I don't want to stop. Deicide. I. I don't. I won't argue, but not really. Uh. Okay. I, look. So, I know I'm lying to myself and everyone listening. Yeah. I, I know. I, I know I, that. I have a vinyl check that will be familiar to you and all our fans because after we did our episode on Metallica, my Metallica came. <laughs> So I just wanted to check in that I have it. and He uh, gets to check it because he didn't have it when we did the episode last week. I think I have a lower number than you, which I always love. Um, Number 007267. Yours was 008. It was like 886 something. <laughs> I get mine first by I'm like not a, weeks. I'm not a competitive person at all, but it's it's funny to me because again, I get it by like weeks. And, and even your last name is before mine. So whatever method they're using. And is, I ordered yes. it before I ordered it before you. You ordered yours before me. My last name is cl closer to the front of the alphabet than yours. It surely is before mine. C mine shipped before, before yours too. I definitely did. And I, um, I don't mean like arrive. I mean they actually I get my shipping notice before key. I mean, but I, every time my my number is higher. Okay, I don't care about um, the numbers. I personally, thankfully, I, sorry for the head scratch there under my. Uh, I've been doing chores all afternoon. Uh, started a new job this week, so I'm a little famished. It's not a permanent big deal job, but I like I hey, like jobs. Are, jobs, jobs are jobs, and I'm learning a new field, which is beside. I'm still in social media digital marketing, but I'm learning actually a new business, which is really exciting to me, uh, and a business that helps people. So I'm all about it, but. I have a half an extra vinyl check, and I'm going to make it quick. Just because we're finishing the series, I just wanted to flex and show. I only have two of them here. I probably have about six or seven Exodus vinyls. But here is my Bonded by Blood that I checked previously on Iglationally Musical. Yes, and, I recall that. Very and, nice. then, and then the most current album by Exodus, which is the very first Exodus record I have bought in real time on vinyl. Like a lot of these things, because this is the first time I'm really buying vinyl in my whole life, except when I was a kid and a preteen. Here is Persona Non Grata. This artwork is incredible. This album is excellent. Is that lenticular? It does have kind of like a foil, raised foil here. I don't think it's lenticular. It's just a beautiful illustration, though. Okay, fair enough. And, I, just and like, if I, I just like that word. And I'm trying to recall who did the artwork. I think it's Eliron Cantor. Who you know paints these with his father, his late father. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I also I have I have fabulous disaster on vinyl somewhere that was a OG press. I have more relative re reissues, and I have some of the Rob Dukes ones also. Um, but yeah, just since we're doing Exodus, I wanted to just show my Exodus vinyls one more time that yeah, I have. I, I totally get that, and this is the last week of Exodus, and. I totally understand when you start buying vinyl because, you know, 99% of us, when we start, we're like, oh, we're just going to buy Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe I do need to pre-order that $200 box set. And then you do. And then you're like, well, now I have it. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, then it, then it grows to, well, as long as I can get a download code, I'll buy the new ones. And then it grows to download code. Fuck that noise. I don't need that. And then this behind me happens because I, okay, this is not a flex. This is not me, whatever. This is just legitimate, my honest truth. I was lying awake in the middle of the night, three and a half, four years, three years, three and a half years after the Glacier Musical blog started. 
And I realized at that moment, I would never have to buy another album again. And I would always have brand new music on my iPhone on in my iTunes. Cause that's what happens when it takes about two years of you using your own money, just being a little guy. And then all of a sudden one, you reach out to one, you reach out to another, and then all of a sudden you start getting found. And as soon as one PR firm finds you, 1700 others find you. And I'm still getting, I have not written a review in three years. And I'm still getting constant emails, new bands, new stuff. And I, 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 I unsubscribe from everything, but I'm, I'm lying awake and I couldn't sleep. And I thought, you know what? Now's the time to buy vinyl. I don't give two craps about vinyl, but if I buy vinyl, I will actually have to sit down and listen to it. I will have to actually care about it. And it won't be just me hitting shuffle on my iPhone. It will be me picking a record and putting it on the turntable. I already had a turntable. I already had a stereo. And then it morphed into way... And then it quickly got out of hand. It, it took 18 and a half minutes. It was like one time between two horse races at the local betting track before I, it was out of hand. And now... Uh, at current count and not everything is counted we have 1100 so i have so i have 300 vinyls back east in storage that i cannot access mm -hmm. and i have since i moved to it came to california with about 25 in my suitcase well, we have done 80 of these and you've checked one every episode. Um, there's minimum. a couple I missed. I missed a couple, but like I have about another couple of hundred here since I moved here. So like, and I'm not just buying, there's an okay, there's been an occasional shopping spree. I moved to San Francisco and like my first paycheck in the black, I took myself to Amoeba and I quickly dropped like, yeah, it, that's, a I, was, I, was I, I was making a big paycheck and like my, my thing was like not a steak dinner, not a hot date, not a Broadway show. Let me go to Amoeba and drop $150 on bands I love. So like Well, this this past weekend, my I uh came into a hundo that I could spend guilt-free and like literally actually paper. So we went to Joe's Records, and that's actually where obituary came from was Joe's Records STL. Then very always oh, shut that out. That's cool. And I bought one, I bought another one that I'll check later. I actually have a pile. My kid looked at the uh, the the shelf recently, and she goes, "Dad, do you have a new uh, a new additions pile like the record stores?" I'm like, "Oh, until I check them, I I because I'm not checking every record each week because I don't know when there's going to be a lean time. I don't know whatever, and I, I like the vinyl segment. It's a, it's it's a part of this. It's part of who we are." Can I ask two noobish questions uh, in a judgment-free zone here? Good. And, the, and maybe the less I have to talk about today's record, oh. the better. Oh I, no! I'm not, I'm, I tried. It's long, long week. Long I understand. Week. I I have I have gripes with the record. Also, there's parts of it I love. It's not that. It's just it's anyway. Go ahead. Your exodus is uh, Nick only wanted to do three of these, and I made him do a fourth. So that's also it. Um, maybe a second series later on from nope. like we're Rob Dukes nope. to now. He's like new. Nope. I don't know. We'll see. So, so two questions that are not about Exodus. I notice your racks behind you have a like a nice amount of space. Yeah, and I know that you don't want them squished, and you don't want the lean because it doesn't okay. leave an impression. Me, Just uh, don't. You don't have to get up. 
No, just I do. It. I, I, I really I rather do. you not. Okay, I won't do right. that then. I'd rather you not get up. Um, just explain it. The reason why I have it this way is just to keep things simple. Okay. You want to leave uh, these hold one. One of these holds a, uh, fifty albums front to back. You only really want to put about forty-five in them to give a little bit of breathing room. Sure. But see here, I got more room, so I can fill that up. I don't want to be constantly moving over everything. So that's and, why it's the wet that way. And now here's a second question. So I've been getting my mylars on and I'm slowly, slowly, like a couple of week, mm -hmm. I'll just go to my discogs and try to stay current when I get a new thing, which I haven't been doing good at. My but kid I'm trying... has a discogs account now, by the way. That's amazing. I, you have created a monster, but I'm trying to keep up. But I noticed the thing, some of my vinyl especially the more fancy ones the mylars are not fitting and my ocd earth sign ass i don't want to put i want it to go in like flynn like a deck of cards i don't what want you flat. need is an outer sleeve okay sorry bro no 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 come to me come come at me uh now you can turn around i'm gonna grab one right here Friend of the show, not really. John Five. This was purchased at Vintage Vinyl. Got about $23, as you may recall. It's in an outer sleeve. The thing about the outer sleeve is, I'll do it this way, holding and the bottom. There it is. The record okay. is not in the actual cardboard sleeve. I don't have a lot of outer sleeves. I have some. Yeah. So, you gotta, like how much me, of those run? I don't know. Because here's the problem. I've never bought them. Um, oh, I think I'm going to have to buy some. You know what I could do? One of my, I'd say he's a friend. My favorite record store in America is owned by a guy I'm now friendly with. And so I could ask him his uh, how much they are. They're probably about the same as Inners. It's, the, the, again, and like Inners, there's different, you know, levels. Now, where it gets squiffy is if you're like me, because I about two and a half six months into records the idea of the three lp set got in my brain and i had so i became how many three lp sets can i get and it's way too many uh anybody who has maybe purchased any iron maiden records that have been new in the past 10 years have a bunch shenjutsu for for example why are you trying to make me feel bad <laughs> It was easier to grab than I am. Uh, I'm just teasing. You know how much I'm, I've complained how much about that shit. But uh, it's not in the Mylar because it doesn't fit. Oh, shit. None of the Iron Maiden triple LPs that I've gotten recently. Uh, Senjutsu, Legacy, Book of Souls Live, Book of Souls. They're, because of the way they do it, it doesn't fit. So, no, I totally get that. It's it's All right. But it we have we have sidebarred quite enough. Let us blast through the rest of this. All right, shirt, shirt, shirt check. check, quick news check episode. Mayhem, brilliant, great, love it. I am wearing crowbar. You've seen me wear this before. I love this shirt. Uh, coincidence, coincidentally, I once wore this shirt while photographing crowbar, and uh, Kirk Winstein pointed at me in the photo pit. Like, Ooh. what do you like? What a like. What you, you're you. wearing a shirt to the band. It was at a festival. I'm from I'm from a set 
in where I come from, if you wore the shirt of the band or you went to the show, bought the shirt and put it on, you're a bigger dork. That's some. I, I'm that guy. I will always be that guy. That's some gatekeepery shit. I understand now, but like, and I get it. Like somebody explained it to me like this. Like I used to have giant season football tickets. Why you wear your giant stuff to the Giants game? Why can't I wear my Metallica stuff Thank to the you. Metallica game? But I also, but I also want to show you a cool band you may not know. So I wouldn't wear Slayer and I wouldn't wear Megadeth. I would wear Sacred Reich or I wear Flotsam and Jetsam or I wear Defiance. Uh, I, I get you. I get forbidden. You. It. You know what? Here's what it really is. If you ask Nick, wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. There it is. Shirt you know etiquette. What? And if you see a dude wearing a shirt you don't like, buy him a beer. That's it. So case um, in point, the next obituary show I go to, I'm going to wear a Debbie Boone shirt. So hopefully everyone hates it and buys me a beer. Fair enough. Let's let's do two, one news item each. I think I know what yours is. And you yeah, know what, you know what yeah. mine is. I think Wait, you'll know what mine is. You go first because yours might be mine. No, mine is definitely not yours. Okay, um, mine, you, go, you go first because it's like the bad news. And then I have oh, okay. the, also... Good, but not great news. So on Monday, I took off doing work around the house and I'm scrolling on the Facebooks and all of a sudden my, my Roger Waters pops up with this very lawyery statement about Polly Sampson. And I'm like, whoa. And apparently Polly Sampson has just opened up the can of whoop ass on Roger, calling him everything you can think of that would piss him off. Some of it's so, true. So Some here, so not. So here's the genesis of this. By the way, this is was globally trending all over social media. Oh, which people, is great. People were, yeah, not great. People were freaking out and hot and cold and whatever. So Roger, who has been, whatever, a lightning rod of BS uh, for most lately. of his career, but especially lately. You know, Pink Floyd released a brand new song about a year ago. To to support less than a little over a year ago, a little less than a year ago, as we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the war in Ukraine from Russian aggression. No one Real agrees quick. this is a good thing. Loved that song. Great song. Was a worthy sounded like Pink Floyd yes, with did. this other guy singing on it. And it raised millions, a million dollars for charity that went directly to Ukraine. No other, you know, charity arm involved. There's no, there's no reason for David Gilmore is retired. There's no reason for him to come back. And Rick is passed on. There is really no Pink Floyd. But Nick was on board immediately. He's like, yes, let's make a song for this for this country. And just now, eleven months less than a little over eleven months later, Roger feels like, oh, go ahead and taint the name with this single. It's not Pink Floyd. It's a fraud. And why are you supporting those? Ukraine. Mm. I'm so, gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick when it comes to wars and supporting wars. And when I, to quote Roger, have the bravery of being out of rage, I will always support the 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 attacked, not the attacker. If you invade, period. Yeah, you started I'm a, it. I'm a person that I know that my freedoms are protected by brave men, women and other uh, gender nonspecific folks in the military all the time. Yes. And I'm all about it. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I am staunchly not for war unless absolutely necessary. And I always support the troops. I don't necessarily Miyagi, support, I don't support wars. Only. 
Defense only, Karate for Defense, exactly. Uh, Karate Kid canceled, by the way, on, on Cobra Kai canceled on Netflix. But anyway, they're not doing um, the last one, they're doing the last one, and then that's it. And uh, well, I mean, it's seven seasons, I mean, that's a lot. Six, six, well, six, I, six I, seasons I could, is a lot. I could, I could watch this thing forever, I don't know about you, but all right, I haven't finished so, the last anyway. Continue. So, Roger attacks David, David doesn't fight back. Polly, his wife, who I am. On record as not being a huge fan of, clapped back at Roger viciously on social oh, media. Oh yeah, just came. Yo, that's my husband, and she came. She came for Roger, and a lot of people came for Roger because they come for Roger. He's she wrong. Took the, she took out the razor and just went. She definitely had the big guns going, and then Roger, and then David just writes every yep. word categorically true. He might and as well have just said, yup. Yep. Yeah, he definitely did a yup. And so, um, then Roger, a, like, takes a beat, like, a day. Do me a favor. Turn your gain down just a hair. Sir, I'm yelling today. I'm tired, and I'm very yelling. It's fine. I, I right. love the loud. Um, Go ahead. Perfect. I, loud. I want to hear it loud right between the eyes. Um... We did that. By the way, three of our five kiss episodes are some of our most popular episodes. I did not expect that. Anywho, uh, I did. I'm so kissed out, but I, I'm thrilled I that it worked. I'm thrilled that it worked. Um, so David clap. David agrees with his wife defending him. Uh, some of the things she said, I don't have a full scope of. Some of the things she said, very true about Roger. Roger just puts out a legal statement back, basically on his website. And so that's when you came in. This is where we came in. So yeah, like, go, like go the lawyer, lawyer up, go lawyer up. Go, yeah. Well, so this is why we can't have nice things. Nick and I on the animals, three different ones series. were like, why can't we just, can we just maybe now that this is out and out of the way, these guys will cooperate. We'll get further. No, we won't. No, no we won't get no, anything. No, this is why we can't have nice things. Cause you know what? Right now, we are, and I'm just going to finish this up if you don't, unless you have anything yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring it, bring it home. We are presently four weeks away, four, five weeks, five weeks away from the 50th anniversary of the zenith of Pink Floyd, the beginning of the Phenomenon album, the beginning of everything. And these two can't just look at each other in the eyes and go, you know what's awesome? what we created together yeah no that will ne no none of that Never gonna happen no they hate each other and it's they all this good they trauma. could have done a 50 year anniversary tour no there's i'm not i don't want a tour i just want them to get I along do. so we can get they can't tour they couldn't get along to do he wouldn't hug him at the show rick is gone I david know. is retired Look, he I sold 80 can... percent of his guitars including his blackie number one i can dream he sold it I can dream and it's blame over. Roger. And they're all dicks. They're all kind of dicks. And I'm going to be I honest. Know. I, I would want my future partner. I would want a partner. I've had ride or die ladies in my life. Ladies are my preference. Whatever you like is fine. I've had ride or die people in my life. And I would want them to defend me the way Polly defended David. Also, you're not a member of the band. Shut the fuck up. She kind of is. She isn't. She kind of is. 
She is not. She's a Listen, collaborator. She's an associate. Is is, is uh, John, is, is I mean, is J.J. Kale a member of Eric Clapton's band? I hate to bring him up, but like, uh, I mean, is Roy Harper a member of Pink Floyd? That's as much as a member. No, that was one album. She's got, she's, she's on, on He's on a song. He's on a song. He sings lead on a song. Yeah, I know. That's a good song. Anyway, but, here's my news. Uh, here's what I will say. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, my wife will defend me, support me, be there for me all day long until the moment I get into a Twitter fight. Then she's going to give me the middle finger and walk away. No fighting on Twitter. Nobody. No, don't know. It's not worth it. I've seen a lot of terrible stuff on Twitter, especially lately. And let's not fight on Twitter. Let's not fight on social media. I, I, I want my wife to not get involved in my Twitter fights. Yeah, know. yeah. If she has to, you have a problem. Exactly. Polly. <clears throat> right. Continue. So really quickly, uh, we have not left a lot of time for this, but I'm going to, tr- it needs to get discussed and I'm going to go very fast. Oh, let's I know ta- what let's talk I- about the 65th Grammy Awards. Oh, Jesus. Well, I, I mean, in the good news, Ozzy won for Metal Performance and Best Rock Album. Totally. I mean, like he beat Ghost. Just going to point out, metal is not rock, and I will die on that hill. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Absolutely true. He, best metal performance and best rock album. So best metal performance was for the song with Iomi. So he and Iomi have a Grammy together. That's cheers, cheers. That's worth cheersing. And then best rock album for patient number nine. Amazing. Uh, Just to let people know, the voting is done months in advance. So there is no sympathy vote for Ozzy's recent announcement. There's no sympathy vote it's for Jeff It's the same Beck. as the MVP in baseball. It's voted on a, and coach of the year and all these things. It's voted on in advance. Um, At the same time, though. So yeah, like, like, let's not diminish that Ozzy won two Grammys. His first Grammy since No More Tears. His first multiple wins ever. I don't care about the awards, but there's the idea that he's getting lauded is nice. He beat out Ghost, who was insanely popular. He beat out Turnstile, who was nominated for three Grammys and won zero. Turnstile is like the girl with the pearl. I know they're not your thing, probably musically, if you even know who they are. They had one of the biggest albums last year. It used to be like a straight-up hardcore band, and now they're kind of like Chili Peppers, but hardcore. I'm not exaggerating. And fun. And they are in a Taco Bell commercial, a hardcore band. Oh, and they, they've sold out their entire tour, tour after tour, and they're headlining Furnace Fest. They did. They got not the fact that they got nominated at all is wonderful. They didn't win one award. That's an oversight. My problem with the Grammys, you know, what really grinds my gears. Uh, I once interned at CBS in college in the '90s, and I saw Andy Rooney in person, and I really wanted to kill him, but I didn't. I was like, you know, you could just an old man falls down the stairs all the time, but I didn't do it. Um, Holy hell, he just wanted, went straight showgirls. I was exactly gonna say straight showgirls. So um yeah, um I love Brandy Carlisle. She won best rock song of the year for a song that is not a rock song for an artist that she's like 10, 15% rock. Gotta she's be honest, rock. I have her newest album. It's wonderful. It's not, not rock. Not a big, not a big fan. You didn't like not, 
It, I, I expected what I heard on SNL and I didn't get that on that record. Well, that one song is unbelievable. It is like the like the hello by Adele of this. I'm going to listen to it one more time. And if I uh, if, if it doesn't ring, I, I think you got to see you got to kind of see her live or see a concert. She's much better live. Uh, but the record is wonderful. I read her I put book. Out a live record. Not I, I'm a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Brandy Carlisle. She should not really get nominated in the rock category when you know she's going to win. She was nominated for album of the year. She was nominated in the Americana and country category. So it's like, I think it was like, how can we manufacture her to win in all the categories kind of thing by mm. the, by the Academy, which is why no one likes the Academy or trust them. So I could go on and on whinging away. I will. Oh, also it's, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. It's like when D Dennis Leary, was on the MTV VMAs in 1994, I believe, after Get a Grip. And he's going on, blah, 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 blah. We got fake ponytails and Aerosmith's going to win anyway. We all know Aerosmith's going to win anyway. They did win that one, but they won 18 other ones. So We we all know that Dennis Leary stole his entire act from Bill Hicks. But anyway, I digress. I love And I love Dennis Leary, but yeah, he stole And everything. I love Aerosmith. And I do love it. I did love Aerosmith. I don't know about now, but all right. I still love um, Aerosmith. Let's let's just yeah. Like the Grammys are BS. I'm glad Ozzy won, just like the Hall of Fame, which it's, we had that discussion. Just like it's worth talking it, about. I'm glad it, Ozzy won. Is it real? No. Is it worth talking about? Yes. Is it nice? I I, I think Anthony Kiedis Shubba loved it best in 1992. When he said, you can never truly award the art, but it's wonderful to be recognized by your peers. Fair enough. I, I just want to say one last thing that they, they awarded the Grammy for the very first time for the score of a video game. And I'm also going to mention it, Anthony Kiedis whenever I can now. You shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you the video. I don't love this guy anymore. I used to be a fan. I'm not so much anymore. Finn McKenty, the punk rock NBA, just did a whole thing on like did these songs hold up? And he's literally like the Chili Peppers are like the one, like one of the, like the pinnacle band where the entire band are brilliant geniuses and the singer is awful. And he just made my point for me. I made such a strong point there. Nick just left the chat. No, I'm kidding. Okay, you know what? That's um, fine. That's true. But you know what? Blood Sugar Sex Magic is still a top 100 of all time record. You interrupting my point about the video game thing sucks. I anyway, suck. We're trying to get through this, and you don't All like right. this album. We're gonna blast through this album in 22 minutes. Anyway, I promise you. I want to mention Stephanie Akonomu, if I said that correctly. I probably didn't. She won for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which metal fans love. This Norse pagan music, and that's what she did. She scores soundtracks like that. She's done a bunch of stuff that you would be like, "Oh wow, she did that. She did that. She's brilliant." But. uh she won the first Grammy ever for a video game, which you being a video game guy, I think you would love that. I think that is absolutely awesome. You know, video game storytelling, I, I have argued for a very long time, decades, in fact. Video game storytelling is just as relevant as novel storytelling. It's just as relevant as movie storytelling. And th the idea... You know, we've done scores for, for how many scores do you have in your collection? Anyone listening? We've all got plenty of them. Yeah, so, and, I, and I've got video game soundtrack. We've all got them. I mean, 
the fact that this now, you know, my good friend, I wish, Mega Rand, who follows me on Twitter for reasons that are completely... Um, oh, he started following me before he got huge. So, I mean, unlike the Blues, he still follows me. But um, Meg, video game music is music. And if you can do a television theme, if you can do a movie score, you can you can grade a video game. You know, there's been a lot of great music, especially now that video game music, like remember the PS4 commercials where, oh my God, my girlfriend thinks it's a movie. What do I do? And, you know, it, it's starting in 1994. Video game music has been not the chip tunes like I Fight Dragons uses or Bitforce tries to emulate, but the music that we hear in Crystal Clarity. I yield my time. I yield your time. All right, then. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but good job by the POTUS last night on the State of the Union. And uh, fuck MGT one more time. Oh, my God. She didn't take the bait, she says. Why I don't know. She, I don't know. Why does she, she dress like Emma Frost and Cruella DeVille banged? Like, I don't I'll, I'll just scissored. say this. If MTG, if Marjorie Three Names didn't take the bait, I don't know what she's thinking. So let's move on. Let's yeah. Let's exit from that into exodus so we are now gonna kick it live with exodus's fourth record uh impact is imminent uh apparently if you keep googling collision is imminent you can still find it but it's not uh <sighs> you know they it's a thing it's a thing that happened go ahead i'm gonna i'm gonna start here and then we're gonna rapid fire through this thing um when you think of the fourth the best fourth album by Pinnacle thrash metal bands, right? And Justice for All. Oh God, yeah. I'm not it's talking about. That, I mean, I'm it's not, right there. Yeah, I'm not talking about EPs, but Injustice for right. All, uh, Rust in Peace. Yeah. Um, not Anthrax. Sorry, love them, but not them. Uh, South uh, of Heaven. South of Heaven for sure. I people don't really realize that like the early Slayer counts, but um, it shouldn't, but it does. Well, but it does. The it, first two records should to not quote count, Mike Patton. It does, but it does. Um, yeah. And then so, you know, if you can think there are some other bands that that hit struck it hard with the fourth records uh, to arguably Testament started getting good with their third and fourth record. Um, and that doesn't happen here for Exodus. And there's some reasons why. Uh, it does Tom, not. Tom Hunting leaves the band due to illness. Uh, I don't want to make light. You know, he just revealed that when they discovered his cancer from a year and a half ago, he actually had a second different kind of cancer that was accidentally discovered while trying to figure out the first cancer Holy and had to treat it. So he had an additional different cancer entirely in his body at the same time, a separate tumor that they had to remove. Um, they were a little too soon when they were like, he's cancer free. It was a little premature by Gary Usually, on social media sadly it, it usually is it is but he's been great for you know uh this whole time i saw him play drums live twice since then so he seems rock solid uh, but he left the band uh supposedly due to illness could have been a variety of things band was you know uh i love you know again we talked about these records and zetro really came into his own with the last record where he really started to feel himself and feel last record was uh 10 out of 10 banger I wouldn't quite say a 10. Eight a, okay, eight and a half. Yeah, I think 10 is a little generous, but um, better than the second record. 
Yeah, which, which I which really like the second record. Which I also really like the second record, especially the second half of the second record. So they get to do the fourth record. They get Johnny Tempesta, the former drum tech for Anthrax, as their drummer. It is his first thing ever on anything before he ends up going to Testament and then White Zombie later on. Uh, and then Rob Zombie and now The Cult and other things. And it's the last album with Rob McKillop on bass. They replace him later. During 1989, um, I, I'm a little uh, murky on when Tom leaves exactly, but it's during 89. They recorded a live album in 89 that comes out in 91, 92, following this album. Well, I mean, so, was, was the late 80s a fertile time for the live record? It's it's it, it's a thing that comes and goes. It's a boomerang. Yeah. Not, you know, not you as much at, as the 90s. Can you name a quality live record from the 90s? I mean, 101 Proof by Pantera. I talk about it all the time. I live okay. shit Binge and Purge all the time. Doesn't count. That's a box set. Anthrax Live, The Island Years. Not a fan. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. What could I? I can't. I can't mm. change it. I mean, Sl Slayer, Decade of Aggression, no. That's a good one. That's a really damn good one. Actually. Uh, yeah. uh, live, uh, what's the uh, the second Maiden live one, which is not a real dead one? It's not terrible. It's not great. Okay, a real live one or a real dead one are completely unnecessary at best. I Probably, but like, again. Um, not terrible, but not, not I'm classic. I'm sure there are more. I'm just not remembering. That's fair. But it just the live album is a thing that comes and goes. I mean, Ozzy, Ozzy has uh, live, and live, loud. live and loud is that's, great. That's a really good. One. It's actually probably the best thing Zach Wild ever did was that live album. Probably, Definitely. probably. Well, Definitely. I mean, I like some Black Label Society stuff. Anyway, um, so so tr troubles in the band, and they go to make Impact is imminent, and for the first time since before Bonded by Blood they write a collaborative record where they all attribute the writing to Exodus. And, and there's no less work from Gary. Most of the songs you can hear have his imprint, him and Ricky Hulnalt, especially the guitars. But something is a little off on this record. And I'm going to say ahead of time, I think it's the production. I, I, I tried to listen to it through my cans here, my, my, ear, my headphones. I try to listen to it on my phone. I listened to it again on the computer and I was like, there's something in the mix that I really is irking me. And I couldn't you know quite I, put my I finger on it. I listened to it in, in an earpiece via my work computer. <clears throat> I listened to it through an AirPod and I listened to it through my, my car stereo on the way home. And you know what? You're right. It did not occur to me that no, it, at no point did this song, did this record catch. And and that was something Gary Holt said was if he could have one record back, it was this one yeah. to do again. And you know what? Maybe if it was done again, it would catch with me, but it, it just never caught. I would have liked him to elaborate on that comment. Is he mean the songs or the no, album the song as a whole? He loves the songs. He just doesn't think it was recorded well. 
they produced it. <laughs> Gary and Rick produced it. So well, you know what? It's maybe the, the folly the... of the band in these albums is that I don't want to say it's the reason they didn't get further because clearly the loss of Paul was hard to overcome, even with Zetro, who is great. A, um, a good friend and, of mine once said he he paid fifteen hundred dollars to pay for a publicist when they were doing an East Coast tour, and he said, "I don't want to devalue the work. They know this better than me." And that's why you hire a producer because they know this better than you. And you have to accept sometimes that you're not the expert and self-produce. I mean, how many, and I mean, off top of your head, I mean, I'm, we spent way longer on the nineties metal live records than I expected. How many self-produced records can you name that are classics off top of your head? I can't off the top of my head. I really Bingo. can't. Exactly. Maybe Devin Townsend. How many amazing producers can you name off the top of your head that have worked I mean, with multiple bands? I mean, many. I mean, we could sit there for 20 minutes because that's what they do. And if they have a better producer, maybe maybe Gary is, is, is more satisfied. But the sound does not work for me on this record. What is, what is it about it for you? Is there a is specific it, thing I'd like to know? Yes. Yes, completely. It lacks dynamics. That is a songwriting production issue. It lacks sound change. It is the same. It's a set it and forget it record. They found a tone. It dialed it, in and that was it. Right. Dialed it in. There's there's not even any clean sounds on this record to speak of. There's not any changes in the solo. There's one solo. sound. There's one lead sound. There's one rhythm sound. And that's the whole record. Zetro, love him. Not as much as Paul, but he does not have spectacular range as demonstrated on the album. We discussed him last week where he is much better than he shows and he didn't show. He he, he didn't. He did. So it, it, it feels a little more phoned in than it is. Fair yeah. enough. I I think for me it is a dynamic range issue and there's a sonic thing, the treble between like the guitar leads and it the is not mixed the, well. The cymbals are just like irking me, man. It, it, when I listened ears. to it, it 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 sounded shrill. Yeah, shrill. That's that's the word. And you know what metal should never sound? Shrill. Shrill. It should sound bassy and deep or midi. That's fair. Mid, you, not mid e, not midi m i d i, um, m i d d i e, obviously yeah. with an oh. umlaut over the i and the e. Yes. So the, se the second i, not the first i. Yeah. So let's let's just blast through some of this discussion. Uh, the live album I was referencing, by the way, is "Good Friendly Violent Fun," which is obviously a a lyric of theirs. Great and title. It is a great title. And then so this record comes out in June of 1990 after recording it in December. I love the album cover, by the way. It kind of feels more like L.A. than San Francisco, but they're definitely on a highway being chased by a giant pinball ball. I don't know. Eh. Uh, Exodus is in love with being on the front cover of their albums, like as a whole band until yeah. much later. Yeah. And, and that cover to me was. Eh, what is this? 1990? Yeah. 1990 metal is in a very serious phase. 
think about what's you know what's 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 around just, this. just that year alone persistence of time seasons in the abyss rust in peace lights camera revolution uh uh mind crime all these incredible albums and here's uh four jackasses and a pinball five um okay five jackasses and a pinball so let's let's kick it now opening with the best song on the album in my personal opinion the title track impact is imminent uh i want to disagree okay curiously curiously timed at 420 and i don't mind the little uh extra at the beginning 30 seconds 45 seconds of you know i like that it's in the song comes up on shuffle it's it's in the song you hear the whole song and I will say, fantastic riff salad, fantastic chromatic riffage by that's Gary. The whole, you, that's the whole record. It is a riff salad, and that's and, why he wanted to do it again. Yeah, and maybe I do like Zetro's vocals on here quite a lot, and I did feel like he was settling in for him, like getting his own identity. Obviously, the band has an identity that is that sound. Uh, I will also say that this al- song and this album are weirdly reminiscent of Anthrax. The various like skinship and could be a cousin of an anthrax song, not derivative, but just like, oh, yeah, I recognize like the sound of anthrax. Any thoughts beside what I said? I absolutely agree with that. And I just wanted to say, I hope nobody thought that I didn't like, I don't like Zetro. It just this album, his performance was not what it could have been. That's I think this is actually his one of the better performances he has. Um, and again, it's hard for a person to come in and replace like Dio didn't have to try to be Ozzy. Zetro had to try to be Paul or better. And he's a better vocalist than Paul. Like just just it's hard to overcome the loss of a personality like Paul. All, all great points. All great points. Second track, A Wall, apparently based on the Oliver North uh trial and story. Look, a lot anytime of- we can not kick Oliver North in the dick, I'm 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 there. Anybody kicking who sells arms to our enemies, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, kicking them when they're down. I don't know that I needed almost six minutes of this song, but it's a good song. You, you have uh, wow, nailed it. Moving on, moving on. Lunatic Parade, a little more streamlined crossover thrash at its finest. I, I don't like know about this track, finest, but uh, no, I mean like this is an atypical crossover thrash song. I think it's okay. That is that is fair. Just not not very good. Not the best. All right, finest is an exaggeration, but it's. A no, good I mean, track. this is the same year that uh, DRI Four of a Kind came out. That's also true. I was just, and weirdly enough, after I played this recently, most recently, right before the pod, DRI kept coming up on that playlist. After, thank you, Music AI, for knowing. Yeah, I, have, what I actually I have hear. a copy of I have a copy of uh, Four of a Kind on OG vinyl that I, I bought on Father's Day one year. Nice work. They lived here in the Bay for quite some time, and great I still band. great. Yeah. So underrated. We probably should do a DRI run. Um, Lunatic Parade is the third track. I just described that. Within the Walls of Chaos is fourth. And it's long, and I don't know why. And it, it's it's okay. It's not great. You have just... Wow. I mean, if, if we were going to do a four-word review of this record, you you just threw it out there. Okay. The, the um, record every song is a little too long and the whole record is a little too long and it's it's one of those albums where if you had cut it back by 15 percent 
mm. improves the entirety of it by 50%. This might have been like their first CD also. So I wonder if they were not trying to get to like a certain number of minutes. Because it is this, a long this record. This was released on original vinyl. Wasn't. Um, I did not look to buy it, but yes, it was. Fair enough. My second favorite song on the record and and just... I love this song unabashedly is Objection Overruled, which is, I think, about the People's Court, like Judge Wapner and shit. TV All Court. of them. Not not just People's Court, but yeah. But yeah. Okay. Judge Judy. It, it's you, I don't think that it can really, if you didn't live it, you cannot understand just how many of these shows existed. She's still on the air, by the way, Judge Judy. I know. All you had to be was a numbnuts with a grievance or uh, Ike Turner. Whoa. Or uh, Johnny Lydon, and you could get onto one of these fucking shows. I feel like that that the court shows were the flip side to uh, cops. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and also like the rise of cop television, NYPD Blue, Hill Street Blues. No, Hill Street Blues was early eighties. I know. Um, Although it did come back in syndication in the early nineties, like fair, big fair time. Enough. Fair enough. Um. Good song, Objection Overruled, though. Good song. Good song. It, there is nothing... The thing about this record is there's nothing bad. It's just not punch... It, it, because they went a little longer than they needed to, it's, it, mm. lacks, it lacks some punchiness for me. It's not quite progressive metal, but they're trying to. They want to be, but they don't... It, it's, you know, the smartest thing Paul Stanley ever said was, we can't be a jam band. We're not good enough. Mm he knew what he was talking about that guy yeah, he completely um, know your role shut your shut your hole and know your role <laughs> that's great did you just quote like uh steve the, austin no i quoted the rock I the think. rock sorry i don't know i didn't watch wwf or wwe so i'm pretty right. sure it was the rock okay number six only... but that's genius i'm sorry i'm sorry that is genius because you know what know your niche and you can get rich Okay, unnecessary. You know when Wiley Coyote uh, accidentally gets slipped the alum by Roadrunner and his mm -hmm. whole face scrunches up? Mm -hmm. The sixth track is only Death Decides. And uh, I decided this track is also too long. But it's all right. Did not need this one. Moving on. Yeah, skippable. Heads they yeah, win, exactly. tails you lose. Also skippable. Starting yes. to get very squiffy on the. This is the first album of these four where the second half is not all killers. Unfortunately, it's the it's the first time in these albums. What, what album four? Uh, the first Bonded by Blood is ten out of ten, completely. Uh, I think Fabulous Disaster is eight point seven five out of ten. Not quite an A, but way better than a B. Uh, Pleasure of the Flesh, pretty damn good. I'd give that a solid B, solid straight B, 8.5 8 out of 10. This one, it, 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 we're not, we're not there yet, but yeah. Um, go don't, ahead. don't go to the grade just yet. We got two more minutes. Um, actually, a little bit better. I like Changing of the Guard a little bit more than the last few tracks. Um, it's also too long, but it's better. It's a good song. Nothing to add there. Okay. And then the closer is awesome. I love Thrash Under Pressure. They occasionally still play it. I wish they would play it every show. It's two minutes, 30 seconds. 
great sing-along part thrash under pressure just perfect i love it great great song good closer i mean you know you bring the thunder it's like mitch hedberg said man when you do comedy you gotta start strong and you gotta finish strong it can't be all eight minutes and you're sick of them like pancakes and they did (laughs) that but uh i'm gonna go ahead and sum this shit up um this one for me is is is, it's a mediocre record because they didn't the production choices were wrong the engineering choices were wrong i i can't look to this album apart from i mean there's some great solos there's some good riffs there's some well-worn riffs there's some beaten path uh riffage it it feels like a lot of that middle period of King Diamond, Merciful Fate 90s, where they felt like they had to get that record out, but they didn't have a record to get out, but they still got product out. And at this time, as discussed, Slayer drops, Pantera drops, Megadeth drops, I mean, right now, the, the, the biggest names in metal are all dropping. So Exodus has to be a part of that because they're close to joining that. They're close to joining that level. Oh, Iron Maiden, uh, number or uh, No Prayer for the Dying. Jesus Christ, that fucking thing uh, drops. We wish it hadn't. <laughs> oh, uh, brutal. Tell me, I'm, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Um. Just to, just to piggyback off of this as we wind this down, randomly, the band opened for the Chili Peppers. Here we go again. Oh, in I, Oakland. Oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. So this is on the Mother's Milk, <laughs> end of the Mother's Milk tour. And the band had a their, like an arena show, at the Kaiser Center in Oakland, which I don't think is around anymore. And There's the, nothing more I want to see than that know. tour. Exodus open for the Chili's. How terrible. Um, oh my God, that would be awful. Then they were the middle band on a tour with Suicidal Tendencies and Pantera. Oh, there we go. We nailed that Pantera one. opening. Um, then they were supposed to go to Europe with Flotsam and Again, this is according to Wikipedia. So if I'm wrong, don't at me. I'm sorry, but this is what Wikipedia says. And I seem to remember this, that they were supposed to go to Europe with Flotsam and Jetson, Violence and Forbidden. I would be in the front row for that shit. Those are three of my favorite bands ever. Ooh, Plus I, saw, I saw Forbidden uh, back in the day. I love Forbidden so much and they're never coming back. It breaks my little heart, but uh, Great it's, for the, it's for the best. Um, worth, a, worth a run. And they Violence. Were, they were one of the bands at the beginning of my returning to metal, returning to the underground. Yeah. That they were a part of it. Twisted and into form is is seminal. That's my shit. And that tour did not happen. So Flotsam, Violence, and Forbidden with Exodus did not happen. So Exodus toured America again. And at the final date of that tour, they did the live album. Oh, like the final date of that tour was at the Fillmore, which is across town from me now. And they had planned to kept touring, but the label didn't want to pay for tour support anymore. So they were screwed. They and missed out to... on a Judas Priest tour, the last Judas Priest tour before the reunion. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm and I'm, Pantera I'm got that. Pantera got that spot instead of. And wow! And then Pantera exploded in four months. Man, <clears throat> do you think A had anything to do with B? And the, and apparently they were originally supposed to be Death Angels replacement on the Clash of the Titans, but they got skipped for that too. 
Holy shit, they have bad what luck. What band was it we talked about? Oh, Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy where you can never get the touring right. It's, as soon as they get close, the, the 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 chain is moving, it's on the cogs, and then it slips. Yeah, they're, so they're... so this is how bad it got for Exodus based on impact is imminent. And I'll, we'll give the scores in a minute and wrap it up. They had a live album and a compilation album in the next year and a half before they went in and made a new one. So that's not good, right? We can agree that that's a bad sign from the agreed, record label. Agreed. They were already off to another record label by the compilation. So relativity, I guess, licensed that. And the, this the was their hits. first on Capitol. And it didn't go well. We didn't. We didn't even mention that they they went yeah. from, oh shit, was it Roadrunner? No, I think it was Combat. Com. Yeah, I apologize. Combat. They go from Combat to Capital. Oh, uh, Capital bought Combat, so that's not really actually special. Well, but it's but I mean it does. It but they does put it out on. But they put it out on Capital. So really quick, just to blast through the history, in thirty seconds. Hit it. Uh, live album compilation grunge black album inspired force of habit almost as bad as the what's the testament album that's awful at that low? same time no i love low the one before it. uh ritual the that one is crap um i know people love return to serenity as do i but the whole record's mid my, um, my best friend used to always say when testament came up testament the yeah, ritual no, terrible terrible record uh it's very yeah black uh, album no, everybody heard no black album like he quit after i think he's on it but yeah they had one um ortega anyway force of habit not that great then they have another live album with paul they reunite with paul for a tour or two uh and then paul dies and they reunite for the uh what is it the thrash the 9-11 tribute show it was like truck chuck billy had cancer Paul dies of a stroke and they do this charity thing that also inspires the 9-11 uh, tribute concerts also, believe it or not. And Exodus kind of had been broken up and they reform for this, even though Paul is gone. And they go to make, really quick, they make what is one of their best albums with Zetro, Tempo of the Damned. And right before, after they finish the record, Zetro just bails. He never shows up to do the rehearsals for the tour. He quits on them, which causes some bad blood. He comes back into the band years later, 12 years later to be exact. In his stead, they cobble it together with some backup guys for a tour with Megadeth. That like 2004 Tempo of the Damned is like Exodus with two guys and Megadeth with only Dave <laughs> and nobody else. Uh, is only Dave. Continue. No. Um, they have a, an, I highly recommend you check out the Rob Dukes era of Exodus. It is in brutal, incredible. I have seen Rob Duke. So have I. Live. So have I. He's great. Loved it. I Loved met him, it. Interview him, hung out with him. He loves the Rangers. He's from upstate New York. I love that dude. He was like a roadie for them and he asked for a tryout and he nailed it. In in the like, you gotta give respect. I saw uh, him on the first Slayer tour. Yeah. It was Exodus, Suicidal, Slayer. It was the first Slayer tour after Heyman's, Heyman's death. Yeah. And oh so my God, the tears I had. Yeah. 
when they brought down the Heineken logo. Yep. And Tom just stood there looking at it for 30 seconds. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was, they've been using it. It's, it was, it was a whole thing. Uh, and then Zetro's been back in the band for two albums. They kind of booted Dukes unceremoniously for no real reason I can think of. It, having Zetro back in has not helped them suddenly become a headline band. They're still opening for everybody else. They're opening for Anthrax and Black Label Society. Exodus, unquestionably in terms of respect, right alongside the big four to me. In terms of the consistency and success, they never had it. Would would completely agree. I also saw them again with Zetro at Pops opening for Testament a couple of years after the Slayer tour. Uh, Exodus is a cautionary tale. And it, it's they are they are proof that you can do everything right and not get there. I hear you. Um, let's rank these albums and take it on home. All right. Uh, I'll go first, if you don't mind. I would say Bonded by Blood, which is 10 out of 10. Then we go to Fabulous Disaster, 8.5 out of 10. Then we go to the Sophomore Record, which is a solid 7.5 out of 10. And then we get to Impact is Eminent. I feel like you want to say something else. No, no. Did I All miss right. one? No, no. I have the exact same ranking, so we are in agreement. And that's not a word. It is now. Keith Phonics. and uh, yeah, man. I'm glad we did this run. I'm sorry I made you suffer through this last one, but it is what it well, is. Well, you know, the Exodus run was actually my choice, knowing full well that you would be able to carry this one, and I, I felt like that this was something we should do. I like to do the larger band, the smaller band, the larger band, the smaller band, just kind of. Is it so in light of what our next series is, is this the smaller band or the larger band? <laughs> well, I regret a lot of choices, but uh, I, I don't know. Shall you announce it? You should announce it. I will announce it. We have agreed that we are going to kick the holy living shit out of me. And uh, we're going to do, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't know. I'm, had a couple of beers. Um, our next series following... The, are we doing a chaser next? We're going to drop the chaser and then drop that or no? We're going to drop the chaser that we're going to record next week and then begin a new series. But we should All name right. the series now. We have a chaser coming up next week. The week after, we are going to bust out post-rock Toasted Posties Heroes Baroness. And apparently we are just going to... just Just we're going to... Put on our work boots, get down there, stick our face in it, and go. My face will be in this microphone talking about Baroness until Keefe says I can stop, until Keefe is done with me. You're going to be hard-pressed to get me to stop, so you're going to need to stop both of us. And uh, I'm a big fan. but yeah, I, I love Baroness. Them. I have seen them twice. They were part of my personal musical revival. They were one of the many records, one of the many bands I record. I, did reviews on where I was buying them. I spent um, the Glacier Musical blog. Uh, my my good friend Darren, who runs the Fourth Line Voice, who discusses uh, hockey fighting and minor league enforcers, some NHL enforcers. He talked about you know 
losing passion because he keeps getting ghosted by by these guys. And it occurred to me, the Glacier Musical blog, glaciermusical.blogspot.com, if you want to really see this, has about 2,000 entries. And I wrote 1,900 of them. And reviews, interviews, everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. And him talking about losing the passion reminded me of why I lost that passion. Why, why I lost passion to continually write every day, to, to not write two posts every day. But, it's hard. Uh, it's very hard. Let me tell you. I, um, I know. I've been there. And, but Baroness. I am there. <laughs> with you. Uh, Baroness was one of the albums in 2012 when they did Yellow and Green, which I now have on vinyl that I wrote about. And I, I didn't write about it. I wrote about it after buying it. So the first year and a half, two years of that blog was literally me buying records and writing about them. Very cool. Um, I don't know whose turn it is to go home. Whose turn is it? I I'm going to take I it home because I want to. All right, then. Uh, big thank you, as always, to Keefe giving his time, giving his uh, expertness and trying to keep me in check. And maybe one day he will get there because I'm awful. But uh, you know what? It has been a great series. We have talked about a band that is nostalgic, that is historic, that is significant. They may not be significant in albums sold, but they are significant in so in stories told. Oh, look at that rhyme. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening to the Glacier Musical Podcast. Hopefully you have enjoyed this if you have made it this far. And you have hit like or subscribe. Sent me an email at bachelor13 at gmail.com. Followed Keefe on Twitter at ghostcultmag. Or hit me on Instagram at glacially underscore musical. If you haven't, just, you know what? Hit subscribe on your podcast device. Thank you for listening to the Glacier Musical Podcast. It does not play in Peoria.